picture this, an eight-year-old kid growing up in Georgia, having a hard time with the world that he was seeing. Coming home from school, scared to death and always wondering what kind of mood his dad would be in. That kind of home can do a number on you. Mom and dad broke up, and I guess I broke too. I grew up thinking nothing good could ever come from a story like mine. But who turns a broken dream into a life redeemed? Who can turn your worst defeat into your victory? Who saw me where I was and led me where I stand? My life is living proof that only Jesus can. Everybody's got that hurt to wish that never happened. Everybody's got that pain to wish they could undo. But wounds become scars, and scars become stories. When it comes to the story of you, who turns a broken dream into a life redeemed? Who can turn your worst defeat to your Tonight is such a wonderful night, uh, like any other day. And the other day, like this is John Bosco. I'm happy uh, to meet you this night and this evening. It's such a wonderful moment as we are going to be discussing on different issues concerning um, our day life and concerning the women's role. And of course, it's going to be quite uh, different uh, from any other day. You must welcome everyone, and I would like you to share. You can share, you can uh, send a message to somebody else, and uh, we can meet together as we are going together, as we are going to learn together tonight. And uh, we are looking at a lot of women in ministry, and uh, there are so many questions, of course, I know. 
but I believe by the grace of God, slowly by slowly, we shall continue to know little or one by one. And at the end of the day, we are going to benefit all of us by the grace of God. But you're most welcome. My God bless you so much. And be blessed as we are waiting for our friends. And I'm going to request you, you can share and you can like by God's grace. So can we brag about to go though? Can we do it for the rest of the day today? God, we love and love and love you. so much for joining everyone and i hope by the grace of god uh, we're gonna be benefiting and learn and uh, by the grace of god and uh, uh this is a kind of a time and this is a moment whereby we need to use the opportunities that we have right now or the time that we have right now uh to ask questions and continue to grow in our spiritual life as we are following slowly by slowly and by the grace of god at the end of the day uh it's we who are going to benefit in our spiritual life whenever we join together and we share god's word we learn and we get to know different aspects of things in life and of course there are so many times that we feel like we are discouraged sometimes we feel like we are so much down but we have the father jesus christ always is beseeching and interceding for our sake and uh, he's always there he left with us the holy spirit always to guide us and <laughs> giving us strength and uh, encouragement so that we can uh, overcome in most of things in life thank you for joining us right now May God bless you so much as we are continuing in this night's show. Thank you, Jesus.
freedom is found in Christ Jesus. Right now, I've just posted for you a simplest and a simple article. Um, and this article is being uh, testified from the book of Philippians chapter 2 and verse 4, which says that, Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. And when you look on the interface, I'll put for you that arrogance and pride are things that do not reflect the word of God. Doing things for vain glory goes directly against the Lord's teachings. Humility, patience, and gentleness are in line with how Jesus lived his life. Use his life and death as a model because that is exactly how the Lord intended it to be. To give you just a wider picture, when you read in the first Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 13 to 14, which says that because of our faith in Jesus, we have hope. We all have lost someone we loved. Because of our faith in Jesus, we have hope. Therefore, must have been people in Paul's time who questioned the resurrection of the dead. Since Paul made such a point of telling the Thessalonians that as Jesus rose, so he will raise those who have died in Christ. Death is such a mystery. There are those who claim that they can communicate with the dead. I must admit, I am skeptical. <laughs> that doesn't mean that I think that they are all fake. I just say that I am skeptical. Do I believe that people have had experiences that are unexplainable? Yeah, that is true, of course, and I do. One of my classmates was diagnosed with a leukemia, leukemia. That is when she was in high school. As this was more than 50 years ago, there were not the same treatments available to treat this cancer. Then, and she went downhill quickly. Her father had died when she was in eighth grade. Eighth, eighth grade. On the day of her death, surrounded by her mother and other relatives, she opened her eyes and looked up and said, I'm coming, Daddy, and died. Do I believe that her father came to get her? I don't know, but I never looked it out. I can't explain the many times over the centuries how Jesus and Mary have appeared to people. We are they, where are they just visions? We are just visions. It doesn't seem so. Too many people were witnesses to the events. I believe that the main reason Jesus appeared to the disciples after his election was to let us know that this is also what God plans for us. That is the article I've read for you, and this article was written by Frances Taylor. Yeah, it was Frances Taylor, and she was telling us the same thing. But our, but our emphasis tonight is going to be on arrogance and pride are things that do not reflect the word of God. Doing things for vain glory goes directly against the Lord's teachings. Humility, patience, and gentleness are in line with how Jesus lived his life. Use his life and death as a model because that is exactly how the Lord intended it to be. All those articles that I've read for you, they have been giving a reflection of what we are trying to live in life. A life of hope and life without hope, what can you choose? It's your will to make a choice. Yeah, it's your will to make a choice by God's grace.
cannot <laughs> we cannot have God uh we don't know his beginning, we don't know his end. So it's the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. That's why the song was like his unchanging God and yeah, he's everything. Uh, right now I would like to give you uh an uh, what you call a glimpse of what we are going to be discussing about and that is a lot of women in the ministry. And I know so many times people are thinking that it's only men who are being privileged when it comes to this kind of a thing. But I would like to inform you tonight that we would like to get to know what's, what is the role of women in the church. One of the things that I know is that, um, not I know, but one of the things that I normally see that women are good at administration. Of course, even men, but most as if women are more gifted when it comes to administration things or administration issues. And uh, this one, for real, I give them the credit. And we are going to be learning and seeing a lot of things. So ladies have been asking for this, and they have been having different questions. They are asking questions, questions about teachings, questions about preachings, questions about um, the way, how the conduct is supposed to be when it comes maybe to church setting, and of course even out of church setting. But we are going to continue to understand and get to know all these things by the grace of God. Not because of our might or power, our knowledge, but it's going to be by God's grace and God's power. That we are going to be led and we believe that Jesus Christ is everything and he can give us answers for every question that we might have in life. And at the end of the day, these are the same things that we can teach to our girls, to our daughters even to our sons, to our children, let me just generalize it, to our children. And whatever, whichever someone, whichever topic that we discuss here, at the end of the day, we apply it in our daily life, in different aspects of life. And that's why um, we keep on doing this and we keep on coming live as we are following slowly by slowly. And at this juncture, please, I just want to give you just a, a short break, and then we shall be back in Jesus' name. And labor, I've been in the presence of the Lord, I've been free, delivered, and in your presence, Lord.
have a minute uh, just like a few seconds of a break and then I'll be back to you
to make us a new vessel and uh, this is so great to be together tonight uh, under the topic or the theme role of women in the ministry and uh, as we are going to open up I would like to pray by in Jesus' name Father we thank you for your love and grace we thank you for loving us and uh, for protection we thank you for provision we thank you for our families we thank you for our friends we thank you for everyone that you have kept up to date. Father, I would like to extend our sincere gratitude to you, thanking you for the life that you've given for everyone, those that in the hospitals and they are still struggling. And we thank you for those who are in prisons. King of God, Father, even we thank those that are in different areas. And in the same way, we pray for those that are discouraged, are suffering and passing through different hard times that may you continue to encourage them and may your grace prevail in their lives and father king of glory by your grace and by your power we can make it in life as your whole spirit is among us we believe that uh, we are going to learn and be guided and we grow in our spiritual life and indeed this is such a wonderful time and it's wonderful day as you speak in your word that see how it is good as brothers and sisters when they sit together in union and they agree under the grace of God. We believe that through this learning we shall grow spiritually by the grace of God. Welcome everyone. May God bless you so much. Thank you for joining. I would like to send my greetings to Powerful Voice, Brian Nibiabakama, thank you so much for joining, Businge Johnson, thank you so much for joining, Asafu Tudiamleva, <laughs> yeah, Janice Campbell, thank you so much, Isaac Skynet, thank you so much, our guest tonight, Mimi, <laughs> I'm just reading what I'm saying, yeah, <laughs> but may God bless you so much, thank you for joining, and yes, I believe we have so many questions but we would like to give just a summary and uh, i think i sent the summary just to make it um 
just to make it precise uh, because of time. And then the thing that tonight we are going to be laying a foundation and an agreement, and then we shall continue to learn slowly by slowly. It's a very, very wide topic when it comes to know what is the role of a woman in a ministry. One of the things I would like to start with, but before even I start, <laughs> I just want to hear from our guest, please. Uh, how are you today? You can greet us, you can introduce yourself to us, and then we shall continue. Only that for the first time. You're most welcome. Okay. Thank you so much, JB. Um, I'm so glad to be with you all. <laughs> a little bit nervous because this is my first time, but... Uh, I'm trusting God for an awesome time together. Uh, my name is Miriam. My name, for those that don't know me, and uh, I serve with Word of Life uh, Uganda, Fellowship Uganda. I work as a counselor, and I'm passionate about ministry, about growth, and I love Jesus. So, yes. Wow. Thank you so much. That wonderful interlogue, and we've heard from her. She's Madame Miriam. We are going to be with her this tonight, and uh, one of the things we are going to discuss, I would like to start with. I just want to give the major picture of what we are trying to discuss tonight the role of women. I've been getting a lot of uh, questions. And uh, as you know, most of times you cannot be a one-man one island that you can answer everything, but sometimes you need the labor force. <laughs> Make up and work out, you need the labor force. And uh, one of the things that we would like to look at and we would like to maybe give an enlightenment, most of the questions are rotating on how a woman is going to be effectively uh, ministering in a church. But there are some fears, of course. They love so much to minister to God, and most of them, they have grown up in different churches, different communities, and they have been uh, getting and hearing a lot of information from different resources. And every, whatever preacher was preaching used to preach a different and different things, or maybe a different gospel. So they have been getting a lot of information and reaching to an extent of reading out this, the, the script or the statement uh, in I think in, it is in the book of Corinthians if I'm not mistaken or in Timothy uh, when Paul is saying that a woman should not teach but we shall not go much deeper there we shall not go there but our, 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 our purpose is that we need to know how do we stand of course this is why I brought the other statement it's because it has become um, a hindrance, a sabotagement. It has become a stumbling block because many they want to participate in different um, positions, they want to participate in different responsibilities, but the challenge is whenever they read that statement, it scares them away. They think that they should even leave the rest of things. And when it comes to our local churches, it is too worse. Because even when the pastors are handling this statement, <laughs> just to bring it direct. Now you have heard, as you know, preachers, of course. <laughs> now you have heard, so women, you have to learn in silence. So <laughs> it, in, indeed, it perturbs them. 
That's why it needed a woman to come and give maybe an enlightenment about this. But let us our rotation be on what is supposed to be our role. What is our role as women? I'm not a woman, but I'm trying to figure use a figurative language so that I may not put myself out of that because I feel I'm sympathetic together with them. I'm so sympathetic to them because I love them to see when they are serving without having queries, we have without having hindrances, without having confusion, not being in the state of perplexion, but we'd like them to serve when they are very free, when they feel that whatever they are doing it is very right. If we I may give you an opportunity Madam Miriam you can maybe lay a simple uh, maybe introduction about that and then I'll bring in questions one by one and something like three or four questions and then we shall be done with tonight's podcast yes madam Miriam Thank you so much uh, JB um the role of women in ministry I think you you hit the nail on the head when you say that uh, many times when we think about the role of women, mm. we are quick to jump to Corinthians and to, um, I think it's Timothy, yeah, First Timothy 2, where I talked about ladies need to be silent in mm. church. But I would say that's not where we should start from. <laughs> we need yeah. to always start at the beginning, which mm. comes from Genesis, you know. Mm. The role of the woman in ministry or whatever it is, is the foundation is laid in Genesis chapter one when God was creating uh, man and woman. And so even everything that we're going to be discussing will be based on what is God's purpose for the woman mm. as intended from Genesis all the way through to the end of the book. And uh, my prayer is that we will not be looking at what does Pastor JB say or what does this church practice, but at the end of the day, what does the word of God say about the role of a woman? That is right from the beginning in Genesis. So, wow. Yeah. Okay, uh, the Bible often, as I was giving an simple explanation, and I sent this uh, to most of the ladies, uh, of course, others are listening mm-hmm. from uh, different platforms, and uh, I remember mm-hmm. to make this uh, script, and this script, I'm just going to read it very fast, and to get the bigger picture for, the, for our listeners, that the Bible often mm-hmm. portrays women as victors, leaders, and uh, heroines with qualities Israel should emulate. Women such as Hagar, Tamar, Miriam, Rahab, Deborah, and I was so surprised even to see your name there, <laughs> Esther, <laughs> and Yar Ojail, among many female saviors of Israel. However, the church, most especially the women, are confused when it comes to how to position themselves in the ministry like in the positions of pastor, prophetess, and so on. Reason being, they have not come to a position of knowing what really is supposed to be done without offending their listeners. And most of them who have been asking questions, they are pointing at Mm -hmm. listeners. Because what Paul is addressing in that book as if, because when you stand to speak to some people, there are people that you are addressing. So their worries is all about offending their listeners, if at all. That's why in church and also themselves in life, 
and uh, as of course i've talked about that uh, that statement that yet post uh, says as a quote that a woman should not teach the perplexing thing is that they don't know the crucial or real meaning of the statement and hence most of them are not even tempering to do anything with the teachings preachings and so on thinking that they may be sinning being against god's word according to their perspective but now here that's when we came in and we came up with some few of questions of course there were so many questions but i summarized them in five but you can answer yeah. whatever you want <laughs> and <laughs> in this we came up like does the bible say that women must obey their husbands and those people they are, they are that category of people that relating mm -hmm. uh, family issues with the church because mm -hmm. they want to mm -hmm. do laws at church or in ministry mm -hmm. at the same time they have to attend to their husbands a husband is going to ask mm -hmm. where you're going i'm going to church because i have to do this and this and this so there is a confusion mm -hmm. there whom should they listen should they go to church because of maybe and <laughs> of course there are so many issues that varies with that question and the yeah. second question yeah. is is it a sin for a woman to speak in church and some of them they have reached on that extent they're asking themselves but is it a sin a woman to speak in church so that's the past someone's perspective asking a question and having a problem with that and the third question was does the bible say women have lower standing than men because if we say that women should not teach in church of course i said we should not stick on that statement we are using it as a reference so let no one be offended about that because it is a sensitive thing but we are using it at a, a, a reference because that's what brings their mind to ask these questions that they think that they are inferior uh, to men and the fourth question was does the bible authorize discrimination against women of course they feel like they are discriminated they feel like they are left out mm -hmm. there are certain positions mm -hmm. whereby they feel like they can perform they can do something but because of the statement mm -hmm. pushes them away mm -hmm. and they feel like they say oh no wait a minute let us just sit down and maybe we we'll leave this <laughs> and the last one was should women be submissive in all this what should be the solution are they going to be submissive and to who because when you read in the bible we see submission to husbands at the same time we see ministry and all these two places they are needed all in this position they are needed to show their abilities and their responsibilities so with those above questions that's why we are requesting for enlightenment and clarification <laughs> yeah so. i i definitely <laughs> We've got to do justice to all these <laughs> questions, but uh, yeah, it's 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 a lot, and uh, I think I that's one of the areas I'm really passionate about mm. is just helping us, as, especially as ladies, to understand mm. who are we in Christ, because I think the answers to all those questions will always go back to who mm. am I in Christ? Do I know who I am mm. in God? Mm. And so, um. I will attempt to answer some of your questions, <laughs> but uh, as you mentioned, we're just laying a foundation for yeah. uh, that whole issue of mm. should women be quiet in church? It's a whole topic altogether, mm. you know. Um, but yeah, let's let's go. Let I will start from the beginning, Janet. Okay. What is the role of women? Mm. You know, it says um, if you have your Bibles, it talks about um, in Genesis chapter one. It says, uh, 
God, uh, Genesis chapter 1, verse uh, 26, I'll start from verse 26. It says, Then God said, Let us make man, human being, in our image to be like us. Okay, network is quite disturbing, but we pray that the network coming to I think she needs to work on the network. The network is out. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay. My very plan is to trust in you. I trust in you. All my hope is found in you. There is no fear, there is no doubt, the one who walked in water holds my hands. You who began this good work in me, you are can hear you well the network had gone off <laughs> yeah yes <laughs> no, no problem yeah so i don't i don't know where you had lost me but um uh, you, I, you were reading genesis chapter 1 verse 26 oh. <laughs> okay cool okay. <laughs> that was a while ago. so anyway based on uh, the reading mm. i won't read through again because of time mm. 
But based on this reading, I would like to start by answering that question. Does the Bible say that women have lower standing than men? Mm. And the answer based on that reading is no. Mm. It says God created man and woman in his image. And Jesus said, in his image, he created them, male and female. Mm. By being created in the image of God, we are equal bearers of God. Woman is made in the image of God, just the same way as man is made. Mm. Man is not any more important than woman is, or woman is not more important than man is. Each man and woman are equally <laughs> of equal value. Let me put this that way. They're of mm. equal value mm. in before God. And then when you are telling them, let them have dominion, mm. the responsibility was given to both man and woman to have dominion over the earth. When, it, when he blessed them, he blessed both man and woman to be fruitful and multiply. Mm. So we see equality as image bearers. We see equality as stewards. We see equality in terms of uh, a role to play, mm. but there's a difference in the role that they play. I think that's where the problem comes in. Mm -hmm. When I'm equal with John Bosco, it doesn't mean that everything that John Bosco does, I am going to do it the same way. Mm. <laughs> I think we mistake equality for sameness. Mm. So we are all equal. Before God, no one is more important than the other. But mm. we are different. <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah. We are different in terms of uh, the roles that we play. Mm. You know, a woman will carry a baby for nine months in the tummy. A man doesn't do that. Mm. But both are involved in fulfilling God's rule uh, of be fruitful and multiply. multiply. Mm. So is the woman can the woman multiply without the man? No. Can the man multiply without the woman? No. Mm. You see, so there's no one who is more important than the other. Woman is not a lesser value than the, than the man. So uh, I think uh, another reason, I think another reason for that question is um, mm. when it says God made Adam a helpmate, you know, many times we think being a helper. <laughs> we take it in the Afghan context. That's why our helpers, people we shout at, people we teach, people. You know, we don't treat well. We don't treat helpers well. Mm. But if you go back to Genesis, helper is, it doesn't mean less. The Holy Spirit is our helper, right? Mm. The Holy Spirit came as a helper, as a help, helpmate. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you well. Yes, cool. The Holy Spirit came, is our helpmate. Would you say it's less important than Jesus? No. Because it's, no, he's not. So I think I'm bringing that picture. I'm not saying we are equal to the Holy Spirit, <laughs> but <laughs> that's the way the, the, the word of God uses that term. You know, we are we come alongside mm. to accomplish God's purpose. It doesn't mean woman is less important than man. Mm. And uh, yeah, Genesis again for me. Genesis chapter one just clarifies that. Uh, Answer. So I don't know if there's a comment before I go to another question. There's something interesting that God said, let us make a man our image after our likeness and let them. So I love the mm -hmm. word them because it's plural. It was not one. 
the Bible, the, Jesus, God did not say that let him, but he said let them have dominion over. So dominion is granted to all of us, but not with a few, with not one, but to all of us. Just the laws are done that are different in the way how we do laws in whatever in life. Yeah, that is understandable. <laughs> just want to just give more clarification <laughs> or whatever. But yeah, you can jump to another uh, question that you can have okay, on that. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Um, I think the first question and the last question I would answer them uh, in the same uh, go, hopefully. Mm. Mm. Again, submission is a huge topic. <laughs> a huge topic <laughs> which, yeah. which cannot be completely covered. But mm. so, uh, the question was stated: Should women obey? Should wives obey their husbands? I think that's how the statement was put. So my question is: What is obedience? Because I think one definition of obedience will determine one's response. Mm, mm, mm. So if you see obedience as just doing what you've been told to do, mm. and then do you? Do we, that's how we can look at obedience. Miriam, clean the plate. I clean the plate. That is obedience. Mm. But then there's also a different definition of obedience, which I would like to use. And that's why I'm also bringing the whole aspect of submission here. It says obedience can also be looked at submission to another's authority. Mm. Mm. And that's why I've said, let me put question one and question, I think there's four <laughs> or three together. Mm. So in answer, I wanted to first define that the term obedience. Mm. And before we even talk about should a wife obey or be submissive to the husband, mm. I think, again, let's go back to the beginning. <laughs> mm. Our first obligation is to, is to God. Mm. You know, so it's not again, if I approach life in, I must obey my husband or I must obey whatever, I think I'm going to lose it because what, what happens? Mm. If, what, what happens to a woman who doesn't have a husband? Mm-hmm. Is there no, no, no place for obedience and submission <laughs> for them? <laughs> now, now that the single woman will be like, ah, we can do whatever we want to <laughs> we don't have husband. You know, that yeah. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I think we, we narrow it so much. Mm. So I want to start from the broad and come to the, to the narrow. Mm-hmm. So my thing is, uh, just instruct wives mm. submit to their own husband, not to every husband either. Wives to submit to their own husband. But what? How can I talk to Miriam, who is not married? Mm. I'd say, ultimately, obedience and submission must be to God. Mm. Ultimately, obedience and submission must be to God. So the end goal of it's not, okay, I have submitted. No, it's why am I submitting is the important thing. Mm. If, I, if you read uh, 1 Peter, I love submission. So if you look at 1 Peter chapter 3, it's a good passage on submission. And we also have Ephesians chapter 5. That's also another very good passage on submission. But if you look through all of, most of those verses, it talks about as unto the Lord. As unto the Lord, as unto the Lord. I think we always stop on 
women submit to your husband's full stop. But is, that's not the end of the sentence. <laughs> mm. <laughs> it says, as unto the Lord. Mm. Men also, we won't talk about men because today is not about men, but talk about men also love your wife as Christ gave up his life for the church. But the point I want to bring out here is our obedience mm-hmm. and our submission should not be just for just. It should not be a culture thing. It should be a God thing. Mm. Miriam submit because Miriam is not married right now, she'll submit to the authority that is in her life, which is her father. Mm. <laughs> but if Miriam is married, submit to the authority of the husband because God has put that person there. Mm. So my act of submission, I look at it as worship God. But if I don't look at it as worship to God, it will be very, very, very hard for me to submit. Mm. Because I'm looking for what? Equality. Remember mm. what it talked about? <laughs> <laughs> because, I'm <missing. laughs> because I'm looking for equality. So my, my second that is more than just obeying. Look mm. at why are you obeying? Mm. I think as wives, if we dedicate ourselves to loving God mm. with all our hearts, with all our minds, with all our strength and soul, then submission will come because we will see submitting to God. And God is the head of the man, the man is the head of the woman. So mm-hmm. as in my submitting, God, if I'm saying I'm going, you cannot say I'm submitting to God's authority and then you don't submit to your husband's authority. Mm. It's the same umbrella. Mm. <laughs> you know, you, you can't say, ah, no, me, I can submit to God, but to my husband, I cannot. No, there's, no, there's nothing like that. Mm. As a lady who submits to God, then you ought to submit to your husband. Okay. So, yeah. Um, please, uh, the, the listeners, go through Ephesians 5, mm. read First Peter chapter 3, read Titus, no, even Ephesians chapter 5, they have good would say on submission mm. before we go to our question. Someone here on Telegram is saying <laughs> that, <laughs> that Madam, what you've said, it is true mm. about uh, a single lady who is not yet married. Mm. But now mm. she would like to know how mm. When is she? When when can she know that she's submissive, <laughs> and when is she know that? Oh, I think what she's asking that she's asking that when mm-hmm. should she supposed to submit? I think that's what she's asking. Cause okay, her English is somehow. <laughs> Please, you forgive me. I know you're hearing me, so you may you may think I'm I'm against your English, but <laughs> but she's trying to mean that. Yeah, she's meaning that. Mm-hmm. When should she submit? And yeah, mm. can you please help her on Telegram and you tell her mm. what, how can she, when is she supposed to submit? And, yeah. So uh, I'll go back to if we look at submission as unto God, mm. even as a single person, you're living in submission to God, mm. right? Yeah. You're submitting to God's authority. Mm. And I mentioned that as a single woman, Personally, of mostly the authority that has been put over our lives. We usually have father figures in our lives, you know, the men, maybe um, 
I, I want, let me stick to the father figure so that not to confuse people. Mm-hmm. Miriam right now will submit to the authority of dad because that is the, dad is the one who's going to give me over to my husband mm-hmm. and say, you know, I have looked after this woman. Now I am bringing you to her care, which takes us back to the garden. God brought Eve to Adam, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then now when Eve was given to Adam, now God was like, now Eve, you know, so ideally unfortunately we live in a broken world we don't all have loving fathers we don't yeah. all have godly men in our lives mm-hmm. that's why i'm stressing first and foremost let your submission be unto god mm-hmm. and seeking guidance god will bring godly men maybe in terms of some of us serve in the church now, we don't submit to those men as a wife. With the, the wife submitting to the husband is a totally different thing. This is what I'm saying. That submission, we'll talk about it another day. Mm. The important thing is have is the authority. Do not listen to the pastor as though he was your husband. He's not your husband. Mm. But you listen to the pastor as the leader of the church. Mm. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, I think and uh, <laughs> I I know I know and comments then... comments are many, but uh, I would like to read. Uh, I think just like two on that case because <laughs> I see so many people asking and uh, just other just other are just giving comments. But uh, someone mm-hmm. is saying what you're saying it mm-hmm. is true. Never know, yeah, that is in Uganda. <laughs> And this one is saying, <laughs> and this one is saying, uh, I rather submit to to Jesus than 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 these guys. I think he's meaning men. So you see now some of the perspective that people are having. Some people they are having a perspective that there are someone I would like to submit to and the other because of maybe different issues that are happening in life. But anyway, <laughs> uh, this last thing, would you like to say anything with this last this last statement? This one I've made that she rather submit to God than. Than, than, than Actually, to both, to both, to both if you go back to First Peter chapter three, I don't know David, if you can find it. Yeah, let me check it. First Peter chapter three. Mm. But uh, as you, here's the thing. As I already talked about. You cannot say I am submitting to God and not submitting to His rule. Mm-hmm. You cannot obey God in some things and disobey Him in other things. Mm. Submission is submission. Obedience mm. is obedience. Mm. And if, uh, the reason I'm going for, are you there uh, on First Peter? Yeah, First Peter chapter three. Yes, First Peter chapter three. Mm. Um, it says. Uh, from verse one, uh, verse, verse, but no, just do verse seven. Verse seven. Yeah? Oh, yes. Um, verse seven says that like this, husbands live. Oh, no, sorry, sorry, that's, that's for husbands. I'm sorry, hey. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's for husbands. Okay, uh, okay. I'm looking for women, for women, yes. Um, verse one and two. Like likewise, that is verse one and two. 
Yes, that likewise be sub likewise wives be sub subject to your own husbands, so that even if some do not obey the word, they may be won without a word by the conduct of their wives, when they see your respectful and pure conduct. Wow. Thank you. Mm. So, if you start seeing submission mm. as unto God, you will stop Avasajamokoya attitude. <laughs> because mm. imagine <laughs> Christ is Christ. You know, let's go to the. It says Christ. We are the bride of Christ, right? Mm. The bride is the woman. Honestly, how many times mm. would Christ say that about me? Mm. How many times have I said, Miriam, don't, and I do? How many times have I said, Miriam, wait, and I run? Or Miriam, you know, run, and I, I stand still? Mm. How many times do I let God down? He never says, Okolachi, Okoya. In fact, he sent his son, mm. Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for my sake, regardless of how much I make him tired. Mm. So it is to this Jesus that I am submitting. It's not to the man, because the man will make you tired. We are sinful human beings, honestly. Mm. And we will get tired of one another. Mm. But I'm saying, let's move away from seeing it as, hey, I am submitting to this man. Mm. Look at it as, God, what do you want from me? God, what do you want from me? Mm, it says it's to submit to that. We will talk about the, there's, again, maybe I said there's so many questions here because now the, someone will ask about issues of abuse and issues of that. That is a different question altogether. Mm. But attitude, mm. attitude matters. Is it from your heart? Are you doing this out of obedience to God? You know, so, and our attitude, which will change, it will change the other person. Perseverance, hopefully. If not, at least you do your part. Eh? You're not living for the man, you're living for. Mm. for God mm. yeah. yeah of course uh, wow, most, yeah. <laughs> but again I cannot leave uh, some of the few comments this one is saying I'm Jessica from mm. uh, listening from South Africa and I'm following I would like uh, Madam mm. Miriam uh, to, to enlighten that for them they are so submissive uh, to their husbands but the husbands do not see their submission so <laughs> I think I don't know how this happens. It's like someone doing something. You think that someone is going to see what you're doing, but uh, mm. unfortunately, I th I think maybe according to the feedback in the way how you say things, as if the husband does not see the submission that you have, uh, maybe that they have to to have. And then lastly, among those, uh, let me just pick one uh, from. A message from um, this is uh, uh, yes, um, this is Lois. Lois, yes, Lois, I have not put where she's coming from, but she says, I'm Lois, thank you, Madam Miriam. But I would like to know, uh, how about <laughs> one Anyway, <laughs> let me read just the way I'm the way how it is. How can I take myself in a position when I'm a prophet that people that people can that 
that people can see me as a man, as a, as a woman of God, like the way how they take women, uh, men of God in, uh, in churches. Mm. I think this one is uh, relating on um, someone who is a leader already in a church, maybe you're a pastor or you're a prophet and whatever, so something like that, that uh, how can she handle that uh, when it comes? I think even the focus is on listeners. Yeah, would you like to... Okay, so uh, I, I think I want to get into the speaking in church, women, and leadership in church mm. a little bit. Mm. But before I do that, uh, JP, maybe um, we can organize a, a day mm. where we can talk on specific, just specifically on submission. What is it? Mm. How do you, you know, what does... Because I was just giving brief introduction to yeah, yeah, all these things, and they are mm. very good questions. So for that lady who's asking about submissions and all of that submission, mm. let us get another day where we dig more in depth mm. in regarding submission. Because again, I always go back to it, submit unto God. Ephesians talk about unto God, everything, whatever you do, mm. do it with all your heart. Whatever you do, it heartily adds unto God. When we move away from trying to please man, then we'll have a different perspective. Mm. But now in respect to <laughs> is it sin for a woman <laughs> to speak in church? Which yeah. I hope comes. <laughs> wow, yeah, it's true. not sin for a woman to speak in church. <laughs> okay. But uh, I yeah. think this question was has to deal specifically with the passage in Corinthians and mm. Timothy, First yeah. Timothy two, mm. where Paul says, "I, I urge women to be silent mm. in church." Um, you know, it's so easy mm. to miss quote the Bible or to take things out of context yeah. in scripture. When we don't read the scripture from the beginning to the end, mm. it is so easy for us to take it out of context and then it becomes a source of friction instead of a source of, uh, you know, it, it says all scripture is useful for rebuking, for training, for correction. You know, when we take scripture out of context, it, it, it won't do what it's meant to mm. do. Mm. And I think most women as soon as they hear uh, that scripture, A, they are holding their hands up and coming out there like, and this is where the, also the question of inequality comes in. Mm. Why must mm. we keep quiet? Yeah. <laughs> and why must we keep quiet? Yes. But again, look at the context of the passage, mm. of this passage. It has to do with order in the church. Mm. If, let's say, for example, you walk in, in ho you go home mm. and there's noise everywhere. Mm. Children are shouting or don't you tell the children, please be quiet. Mm. You do, right? Yeah, we do. <laughs> are you saying that children should never speak? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's well, true. You're not saying that they should never speak, but you're saying there is an order to mm. sing. Mm. And when Paul was writing this, they had, I think, that especially the church in Corinth, it had come to a point where there's so much disorder that was going on. And Paul is like, God, we've read Genesis told you on the first day he did this, then he did this, then he did this. But yeah. there's order in the things of God. Yeah, yeah that's you know, true. There's order in the things of God. So that is the general context within which Paul is speaking. But also, it's talking about authority. Mm. Having authority over 
And we've been talking about submission, right? We said Christ has authority over the man. Yeah. The man has authority over the yeah. <laughs> woman, right? Submission yeah. in terms of that thing. Yeah. It's talking about authority. Yeah. God, when God created man and woman, who did he create first? Man. Man, right? Adam. Yeah. God created Adam. Then he created Eve yeah. and brought Eve to Adam. There was an order. Mm. When when man sinned in the garden in Genesis 3, when God came, who did he call out? Did God know that Eve was going to take that forbidden fruit first? Mm -hmm. He did. But who did he call out to? Man. Adam, <laughs> where are you? Yeah. Man. Mm. Because he has given man that authority to govern or mm. to give guidance or to... You know, in the home, the father, mm. people, I have married friends, and not as a child. Mm. There's some, mommy would, can speak and speak, but there's something about daddy opening his mouth and saying, you. Mm. Then there's silence. <laughs> right? <laughs> in a, it's, yeah. in a typical, let's, let's, like, I think it's very, it's a rude, uh, mentally, whatever, example, but in a typical home, mommy can be the abandonment, keep abandonment, abandonment. Mm. That's our value. Nothing mm. else, <laughs> behavior changes yeah, because true. there's something in creation that God gave the man a certain authority mm. Paul is talking about teaching he was talking about an incident where women were now wanting to exercise authority over men mm. authority that God had given to Adam in the beginning the authority that is transferred to men you know, mm. by virtue of being men women we're now wanting to be like the men. You know, we want to have authority over the men. And that is bringing disorder in the house of God. That's why Paul is saying, keep quiet. teaching people is, a form, is exercising a form of authority over the person that you are teaching. Wow. Am I still? <laughs> so, um, this, this is a hard, it's a hard topic. Mm. However, <laughs> Women can women ought to speak. Mm. It's, if you go to a church and the women don't speak, that is a cult. Yeah, that's true. The question is not can women speak. Mm -hmm. It's how should women speak? Mm. You know, which then goes to what role should women have? Mm. You know, and my <laughs> a woman, a woman that's at the end of the day, a woman taking that teaching role, especially let's say these things of I'm apostle and uh I am uh, whatever, Abby. you know, the head of the church. <laughs> Already, Abby, you are exercising authority over mm. the men. Mm. And you are, God's order, whether we like it or not, mm. God's order is that the man will exercise that authority. Now, mm. if there's a pastor in the church, a wise pastor will recognize, you know, I have gifted women in this church. Mm. So, I will allow the woman to not allow, I will nurture the woman, you know, like help her develop so that she can teach in certain settings. Mm. You understand? Mm. Um, I love, <laughs> if you read Proverbs mm. 31, mm. that is a very common proverb, right? Mm -hmm. Proverbs 31, where who can find a, a, a whatever wife is what is what. Mm. The very first verse, it says, these are the proverbs which his mother taught him. Mm. The mother was a woman, right? Mm. And that chapter made it into the Holy Scriptures. 
So if the God who is saying women cannot teach is actually putting a chapter in the verse which is talking about a woman teaching the son, and you're saying women can't teach, it's contradicting. I think the problem is not women can't teach. The problem is where and how should women teach. There's a lot of opportunity for women to teach without us having to fight to be the nabi in the church. Mm. Amen. That's not what God has created. God created us. Remember I talked about going to Genesis? God said, oh, there's no helper suitable for man. So God created woman and brought him to other helpmates. You know, I love to say that as women, our greatest joy should be in seeing the men that God has brought into our lives thrive. But I think sometimes we want to be the ones to thrive. So, um, again, that's a whole like month of teaching. <laughs> yeah, it is so interesting but and <laughs> we feel like we won't like to finish by the way. Yes. <laughs> women can teach, mm. but women should never exercise authority over, over men. men. And that means being the, the main nabi in the church. You're the one who's always giving the word mm. and everything. You're exercising authority. We don't like it, but God created it. And God is good. Mm. If it says the men ought to have that authority. Then there's a reason. And if we submit to that, we will have such amazing blessings that come out of that. Mm. So, yeah, I think let us... <laughs> indeed, this <laughs> is so... Indeed, this is so surprisingly mm. and uh, it's amazing. By the way, it is so educative. That's the truth. We don't like to finish, but always the exciting and good things when they are finished, <laughs> we don't like. But it has been so awesome. Thank you so much for the opportunity that you've given to us. And I think uh, one of the verses you are talking about in Proverbs, uh, it was an excellent wife who can find she's far more precious than jewels. That's what for me I've chosen from, but there are others maybe you were talking about. But for me, I've loved yeah. this. Excellency. I love the word excellency. Sometimes for might tell me, you know, you pass, you pass. I tell them, no, I will excel. So a woman with excellency, indeed, it's not easy to be found, but a woman women, with excellence. You are women of... <laughs> <in class>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm sorry, I want to jump in there. Mm. A woman with excellence knows who she is in Christ and will not fight to have authority over man. Mm. will not fight for significance, will not fight a woman of excellence will obey God and in her obedience to God she will shine. Mm. Wow. And you know mm. and will do amazing things to him. So more than fighting for authority. Mm. Submit to God. <laughs> Submit to God. But yeah, it's more com- it's more complicated than that. And we shall have another man to talk about <laughs> Yeah, for real. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much, Madam Miriam. Uh, some people have just joined. Uh, Pastor Quaid have sent um, a greeting to you. Thank you so much for joining. You've come when Madam Miriam is finishing. You know, he was like, I have to attend. <laughs> but he has come when you're finishing. I think he was uh, quite busy. But thank you so much for everything. Ladies and gentlemen, those that are following from other platforms are uh, following the same linked media. Please, uh, may God bless you so much. I know you have so many questions, so many comments, but uh, 
by the grace of God, at the end of the day, things will be right and they will be fine. And uh, yeah, that's how we have understood today. And I told you, I myself am a man, but I feel like I don't want us to finish this topic because it's so interesting. It is so educative. I feel like I'm growing up and uh, getting to know what really to communicate. And I think most of, one of the problems that we face is the way how we interpret the scriptures. The way how we approach the yeah. scriptures, uh, even by the interpreting the scriptures out of excitement, without having the crucial uh, study on them and uh, looking at them in a proper and a very, very, very um, proper way. But uh, what could be your conclusion? Uh, you can give a conclusion about this and uh, then we shall close up. Okay. Thank you so much. First of all, thank you so much for inviting me. And uh, I'm just honored and humbled that uh, I could be part of this. Please forgive me where I may have said anything that offended anyone. <laughs> and uh, I pray that uh, the Holy Spirit, will, you know, whatever, by the everything I've said, go back to the Word of God and read it. We've talked about first mm. Peter. We've talked about well, a scripture that I love, 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 that I didn't talk about in Titus 2, verse 3 to 5. That is a clear example that women, women have a role. Women should speak, but where and how? We should answer that next time. But we, 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 God has given us a lot of opportunity as ladies to serve Him, to nurture, to, you know, to be effective for Him without having to fight for the same authority that the man has. Because that's not ours. Ours come alongside and help thrive, you know, and that's where we thrive. Yeah. You know, I love saying, especially mothers and wives, your first ministry is your home. You know, if you tell me you're nabi, but your husband doesn't see you, your children don't see you, <laughs> then something is wrong. Mm. You know, God, God gave your family, honor, honor that, you know, nurture those young men. If you look at many successful men, they will tell you, my mother, Mm. I love I love one one of my favorite movies is Gifted Hands and you will see the role that his mother played in this man's life. Mm. You know, we nurture that women we are meant to nurture to bring out the best in mm. others. Mm. And it doesn't have to be done from the pulpit. Mm. It doesn't have to be done by fighting. And it's that it's we accomplish that when we submit to God daily. When I say Miriam submit to God. Miriam, obey God. Mm. Miriam, look to God. And as I look to God, he shows me how to behave. He shows me how to respond. He shows me how to submit to that difficult husband. He shows me as a single lady how to not, how to recognize uh, authority and submit to the correct authority. He shows me as a grandmother how to help my grandchildren to love God. You know, so my first thing is love God. Love God. If you're in doubt, go back to the word of God. <laughs> mm, don't run to Miriam to give you answers. Run to the Bible to give you answers. Don't say because Mutumba says. Go back. What does God say? Your life should be defined by that statement. What does God say? So, yeah, thank you so much. That's how I
Thank you so much. It's a very, very great uh, conclusion. And when you look in on the interface in the commentary section, of course, <laughs> Pastor Quez is saying, Hallelujah, I'll have to get the recording, of course. <laughs> there are even others uh, who have just joined from other platforms and they are saying, Yeah, Pastor, we need the recording. Of course, I'll send the recording. Don't worry, guys. I'll send the recording. It's going to be uploaded. If you like it, you just find it in just a few minutes from now you'll be able to find the recording and then you listen to whatever that has been going on. It has been a nice teaching and uh, really I've loved this. Let us pray that uh, next time you're going to have more time and we discuss this. Please, you keep on sending your questions. We shall list them down and we pass through them and she will come when she's well prepared for them and <laughs> she will give you answers by the power of the holy spirit <laughs> and really we shall be running one of the things and one of the the yearnings that we have one of the the heart that we have for this ministry is to grow in our spiritual life to study god's word uh, most of the people that uh, who are following right now they're in different countries uh, those are uh, ugandans who went uh, in the middle east others are in different countries so this is the time that we get to converge together and we listen to god's word and we learn and i'm fe i feel so happy whenever we have you and thank you so much madam miriam for your time that you invested in us and telling us these wonderful words i know some prophets now these wonderful words that you've spoken they would have charged <laughs> us some money they tell us you buy the blessing you buy <laughs> so but we thank god, god bless us again. <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay my god bless you so much everybody let's meet um next time by god's grace my very plan is to trust in you i trust in you all my hope is found in you i found in you there is no fear there is no doubt the one who walked on water holds my hands you who began this good work in me Trust in 